Welcome to the Higher Self Podcast. My name is Pete Gilfill, and I'm here with my business partner, Nat Truett. We're all about helping people become better business people or just become business people. Good morning, Nat. Good morning, Pete. I am pumped up today. Let's <laughs> well, go, uh, baby. All right, let's do this. What are we talking about? Well, you know, I was, um, I'm all excited. This weekend, I get to uh, basically take my snowblower and run all, I, I think it's done snowing, right? So I get to run the gas out of my snowblower, right? And, and, and so I'm thinking about that and I thought, cow, holy cow, it's going to be about five, six months where I'm going to start having to prepare that snowblower to, for the, you know, the winter of 2022 and 2023. You know, this is what I, I think about the summer right now. <laughs> well, I just, but it, it, we haven't had summer yet. It, the spring has been pretty cold, but you know, I thought that would be, you know, as grew, I grew up in Minnesota, and winter is long, really long there. Uh, I thought I thought Minnesota's uh, winters were long, but uh, clearly Illinois is is uh, doing a good job here. But the idea was is that we were kind of taught to prepare for winter. We got all the gear, we had the snow blowers all ready to go. At that point. And I was thinking a little bit about winter from a standpoint of our economy. And, you know, we see what's happening with the Fed and uh, rates going up. Um, and I think back to the time uh, I went to one of Tony Robbins' business mastery uh, sessions, and he talked about the different seasons of the economy. And he said, you know, we're always going to go through them and winter will come, you know, not the phrase winter, uh, winter will come, you know, from Game of Thrones, but this idea right. that we're going to have economic winters. Yes. Right. <laughs> I, hate, it, I hate, I hate even, I cringe to thinking about it, but yeah, yes, well, it's, I, a, it's, a, we've all lived long enough at this point that we know, you know, we're all, we're going to have the ups and downs. Yeah, well, we got a high inflation. Interest rates are going up. I mean, we're we're going to go through. I think uh, we're going to go through something, and mm -hmm. and we hope it's not a deep winter. Hopefully, we get in and out uh, of the thing fast. But I, I thought a little bit about being prepared, whether it is a recession or it's a pandemic. Is is you need to be prepared for that uh, to the best of our ability. And if we think back to what happened in 2020 with the pandemic. Do you realize that according to the stats, 30% of U.S. workers lost their pay or had their pay cut uh, in 2020? Wow, that seems pretty high. That's incredible, right? And you think about the hardship, the, the pressure uh, of having losing your income uh, because of a pandemic or a recession where you get laid off. And so I thought we'd talk today a little bit about this idea of being prepared. And I think one of the best ways to be prepared for a pandemic or a recession uh, is at least having a way in which you can diversify your income streams. Yeah, that makes sense. I know a lot of people think, you know, being diversified is investing, you know, their money in an index fund. But, you know, if everything's on stocks, then that's not that diversified. Yeah, I was meeting with my financial advisor. We were talking about this, about this idea of having multiple different revenue streams. So if something happens to one, you're not dependent on that. Exactly. And, and so I think that is going to be uh, something that we all need to focus on or the term, you know, you don't want to have too many eggs in, in one basket. And, and so as we take a look at incomes, you know, there are ways in which we can diversify our incomes. So there are passive incomes. Uh, that you can have where you say you keep your job, but you have these other incomes on the side that are generating something for you. Yeah. 
I remember like a long time ago, you know, guys would have like those vending machine routes or whatever. And I'm like, oh, that's pretty genius. You know, whether it's like the bubble gum machine or whatever. And then every week they go like fill it up and get their quarters out, you know, and I'm like, you know, that talk about a, a great little passive yeah. business, right? Well, I think that's more kind of a, we'll call it a, you're, you're, it's a side gig, right? Yeah. When I think of passive incomes, I think of like having a portfolio where you got dividend stocks, where it's generating some type of income, right? That's something there. You, you, you don't have to do anything that it's just coming in. You just got to invest your, your hard earned dollars into it or fixed income products. I mean, before we weren't really getting any kind of return on those, uh, but now as interest rates go up, that also can be a way in which you're creating another income is through fixed income. I don't know. I don't know, Pete. I, I think I might take the vending machines. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to get there. That's at the bottom of the outline, but you've done I, a nice job of I jumping like, to I, the I like semi. That co- I like those quarters in my hand. <laughs> <laughs> so you probably like a car wash too. Yes. How great would that be? Cash business? Yeah, I like the cash businesses. What about this idea, you know, as we talk about passive incomes, investing in a business where you're a silent investor, where you you are getting some type of income, you're putting your money in there, but you don't have to be involved in the business. Yeah, I actually really, I do like that quite a bit. Um, You know, you have to be careful who your business partners are and the team and all that, but I love that idea. Yeah, I've been doing some of that stuff uh, really as I'm trying to diversify my my incomes. I, I found that to be, I like that a lot because somebody else is doing the work uh, and I'm getting the benefit uh, and leveraging my capital uh, in a way to create a, a, another income or diversify. What do, you, what do you typically, when you're plan, working on that kind of project, what are you planning on seeing like a return on, on that? Because I'm guessing it's kind of a longer, longer um, term play. Yeah, I like I like stuff that can generate like a twenty percent return. Yeah, uh, from a standpoint, but, you know, where I, I'm giving my money and and you know it comes back. So, not necessarily an operating business I'm operating, but I'd like to kind of target about that twenty twenty five percent. That's great. Yeah. So, what about real estate? I mean, I've got friends that own uh, multiple properties, residential, commercial. From that standpoint, that to me seems like it'd be a great way to diversify your income. Yes. Yeah. And even with inflation, like, you know, the price of houses or, or rent's going to go up in pair, you know, in tandem with it. Right. So that would be good. Yeah. Cause you know, people too, they're doing the same thing with they're building commercial real estate, warehouses, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, certainly. And then even uh, franchise owners or business owners, you know, like it's sometimes when you buy the property, like I, I, um, I'm a Culver's franchisee, right. Mm-hmm. I buy the land, I build the facility and now I charge my Culver's franchise, my business unit. I'm, I'm really the landlord for my franchise concept. So it's a it's another revenue stream for you. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a long-term investment, right? In yeah. real estate. Yeah. Well, you, you look at McDonald's, right? It really is a real estate play mm-hmm. for sure. So there are businesses that are passive incomes, right? That we can diversify uh, from a standpoint. But what about stuff that we can do that we can, it can be kind of semi, semi absentee or, or semi passive. So you have to have some, some skin in the game. You have to have a little bit of involvement. I mean, I think a lot about the executives that I work with the franchises, right? Where they Mm -hmm. want to invest in a franchise. They want to keep their corporate job, but they want to start a franchise in the side where they put a manager place to watch over that manager 15 or 20 hours a week they look at the business as a secondary income or a supplemental income to diversify. Yeah. 
I think it's good. I also think it's strategic to have a strong partner in this case, like a franchise, you know, parent company um, with a track record so that you can, you know, there's other owners that have done it. Um, and then there's systems and processes in place so that you can be quote unquote semi-absentee. Um, and then the nice thing about that is just, you know, you have all the benefits of, you know, being diversified tax benefits and, and things like that. But, you know, if, push comes to shove and you need to like ramp it up, you know, you need to focus more on that or get more profitability out of that. You can always go work, you know, on your own company a little bit more and probably drive a little bit more um, cash flow, you know, from that business. Yeah. Well, or at least it protects you, right? If you get laid off, you have your business on the side. Well, then now you pivot to put more time and energy into that. So yeah. Uh, again, the whole idea of doing it. Yeah. So, and I agree uh, with that wholeheartedly. You had mentioned earlier that kind of the side gig, the vending machine thing where you got to, okay, you got to go to Costco, buy the stuff and then fill the machine. <laughs> so, so you, you're still, you got a little bit of skin in the game or you could be an Uber driver, right? Where you're driving at night uh, from that standpoint to kind of create a little extra income or diversity. Dog walker. Yeah. <laughs> How about the people that uh, they take their cars and let people use them? Like I, I got a Tesla and you can use my Tesla for the weekend. So is that really happening or is that theoretical? No, I think it is. It's happening. Oh, that's yeah. Cool. Yeah. I looked into it for my son because I wanted him to kind of try to drive one for, you know, a weekend and stuff like that. So it's not overly cheap, but I think there's also like car rentals where you can, if I'm flying into a city you can literally, the person that owns the car will show up, meet you at the airport, give you the car, and then you use the car and then you meet up wherever at, at, when you're done with the car and give it back to them. Wow. I, I couldn't do that. I, I couldn't sleep at night if somebody else was driving my car. It's bad enough with my kids. <laughs> right. <laughs> Funny story about cars, right? So, and then we'll get on to business. But so my daughter comes home from college, right? Now she has a car at college. So I'm unloading her stuff and I'm going to take the car to the car wash, obviously, because it hasn't been washed in four months. And also <laughs> I, I look and there's something hanging from underneath the engine. Oh, man. So I get down, I look, she has torn off the cover that's on the bottom of the engine to protect it. She has ripped three quarters of that off. Oh. It, it's just dangling. So I go, what happened? How, what happened to that? I have no idea, Dad. I have <laughs> no idea what happened. And we still don't know what happened. But so she's not coming clean with me. But I, I couldn't I couldn't let somebody else drive my car. A uh, stranger do that. That would just it would kill me. You'd have to do what like a, the uh, 132 point in inspection when it came back every time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, you know, one of the people that you and I follow a lot is Russell Brunson. Uh, yep. You know, click funnels. And that's another great example of a side gig, right? Create a funnel on the internet, uh, a side side gig where you, you're not having to put much time into it once you've got it built. Yeah. You could do a um, sell a product or sell, sell uh, educational information or, or things like that. Yeah. What about this idea that you partner with somebody, you own a business, but maybe you are partnering with them where you're splitting up responsibility. So it's more kind of part-time for me. It's part-time for my business partner uh, from a standpoint. So I can keep my corporate job. And on the side, I've, I've, you and I invest in a brewery, right? Where you handle the, the front end, I handle the back end or something like that. We both have other income sources, but we partner on a business and, and kind of use it as a way to diversify. 
I personally am super like reserved or hesitant about that. But I guess if you knew knew somebody for a long time and had a previous um, working relationship with them and really trusted each other, um, I, I've you know it can work out. But you do yeah. hear you do hear a lot. are tough. So partnerships just, are tough. Yeah. Right. So so you don't want to go into a brewery with me? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> well, uh, yeah. I'm just not sure how we divvy up those responsibilities because I, well, I I know I don't know how to make make brew. <laughs> all right. No. Yeah. Uh, you know how to I know how to drink it, but that's about it. So I could be the tester at some point. You know. So as we as we think about the potential of winter coming, it is so important that we plan for that. Mm-hmm. And and so we want to always make sure that we're looking to diversify our income. And that can happen in many ways. It can be passive where we put our money to work, where we don't have to be involved. Or it can be kind of that semi-involved where you have to dedicate some time to generating that income. But in both cases, whether it's passive or semi-absentee uh, or semi-involved, it's so important that we look and prepare for anything that's coming down the line. And I think it's one of the best ways to hedge. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. So I got to get going. I'm going to take my car and put it up for rent for the weekend and see what happens. (laughs) Get a little extra income. There you go. All right. Good luck luck with that, Pete. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for listening to the Hire Yourself podcast. For more resources, check out our website at hireyourself.com. And remember to subscribe to this podcast to receive each episode Please leave us a rating and we'd love to hear your feedback or suggestions for topics.